You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. It's DraftKings.com for details. Today on the SodaPod, we have some bonus crack for you all, talking about the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. Y'all want some crack? A few other wild topics, and we're going to run down some of the interaction we had on Twitter. All that and more on this, again, bonus episode dropping on Tuesday for you all on the SodaPod. Let's go. Wildwoods of Vancouver Island. Welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Uh, excited for this bonus episode. Thank you all for joining us. I could barely get through that read because of because uh, of this Aladdin crack clip that has been featured in this podcast. Uh, how's it going, Hoppy? Man, y'all want some crack? I my head is just spinning from everything that happened over the weekend excited to see how the team comes to form excited to see because obviously you can't predict what trades are going to happen right like if you look back at the last expansion draft of vegas you would have never predicted any of those trades <laughs> so yeah man well even I'm the last 48 hours i didn't predict some of the trades that went down hey way better than the trade deadline as we've already oh. said so excited um man i I just want another expansion team now. <laughs> I know, but this might be the last one in a very, it, very it long should time. Be. I think this is the right number. You get a balanced eight in every division. You're in a comfortable spot. Now, I think the next move, like we've cleaning talked it about up before, cleaning it up, getting teams to the right location. Exactly. We'll save that for when we're bored in August sometime. Houston um, <laughs> and Quebec City. Let's go. <laughs> Man. Ooh. ooh. Yeah, so this one's going to be a fun one. We're going to go through, you know, pretty much every team. Some of them we're going to go, we're going to fire through them, and some we're going to dig deep on, you know, because we like stirring up uh, the pot and causing a little controversy here on the soda pod. Uh, before all that, though, we will dive into a quick hoppy hour, and this one is for you, Q. So you better be listening. Uh, for everybody else, again, thank you for tuning in here uh, mid midweek on the soda pod. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. As always, we love to be interactive. We want to hear your wild takes, and we want to hear your expansion takes as uh seattle popping into the league this week super exciting you can find us on twitter and facebook at the soda pod or you can leave us a text or voicemail at 612-324-1684 again 612-324-1684 
the Hawk Podcast Network and the Soda Pod is powered by DraftKings, a leader in daily fantasy sports. Use promo code THPN upon sign up for a bonus. And if you're a regular user, plug that promo code in for a weekly deal. On the other side, we're diving into a quick hoppy hour before we get into all things expansion draft here on the Soda Pod bonus episode. See you on the other side. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. Special hoppy hour here. Shout out to our boy Q. Hoppy, I'm going to throw it to you first. What is on tap? Yeah, and as Isha mentioned, we got two shout outs here, actually. And before I even get into the beer, which obviously is key, Quick shout out to Dev, personally, Dev, our boy here from 10K Takes out in Carolina, and so many others that I've seen. He's just the only one that apologized for the take. I've seen endless people saying how Leonard is such an obvious decision for Seattle in the expansion draft, and uh, I just don't have words. I don't have words for those people because Vegas is not included in the expansion draft, and people have bitched about that for the last like four months. So. No, Leonard is not with Seattle unless there's a trade after the expansion draft. So we can move on from that. But Dev, hit me up when you hear that because I know you'll laugh. Um, Q, this is for you, man. Um, As soon as you message us and let us know that you heard this toast to you in sour form, we will record future episodes of Make Good Choices uh, what I have here is hopefully a good choice. Uh, Isha, cue it up. We have, again, from Wonderful Drecker, a beautiful can, Chonk. This is a sour that they do pretty regularly, but they have very different flavor mixes, I guess. And this one, obviously, we have the patriotic vibe to it. It even says the flavor. Instead of listing different like fruits and marshmallow and shit, it's just America cake. The Chonk Sunday Sour uh, looks incredible on the can. Let's see how it is on the palate. Oh, beautiful glass there. Verdict? See, this is the problem with Drecker. They have so many sours, and it like it should be Dr. Evil just like sours. Because they're not sour at all. Oh, okay. It's delicious. It's sweet. Wow. And honestly, Drecker, like I've I've had several of their sours. My wife is obsessed with them. And honestly, I usually can't even drink a whole can just because it's like so much real fruit and stuff that's like been sitting in there and like different flavors that like sometimes just fucks up my stomach a little bit. But that's not a shot at Drecker. It's delicious. And I know that it, there's a cult following for their sours way more than the IPAs that I like. But uh, usually this serving size is perfect for me. And Isha, if you look closely, that's actually the uh, horizon from the cabin. So, oh, wow. This is Portage. This is a glass from Portage up in Walker. You'll get there. You'll get there someday if you ever actually get across the border. Yeah, I need to get a beer bowl again um, from our friends uh, the back channel, so I can I can have yeah, it. Yeah, Josh needs to make that happen. I know, so I can just feature it, <laughs> uh, you know, in the video oh. here, and so I can just have something. Isha, moment of silence. Uh-oh. Josh, not not a happy camper. Oh this yeah. Weekend. I texted him about it and I didn't hear until the next day, but he's like, Yeah, I'm super pumped, man. Nick Letty to Detroit. And it's not even a, a fact of Detroit. 
I feel like Nick Letty loved playing on the island and Josh very much was all behind that team. And it's just kind of weird having that shift of like, oh, now I have to follow. I I guess we got I guess we got something else now. And hey, good on them for going out and getting a guy that they wanted and needed. Like he I think he'll be their power play quarterback there. And I Josh can speak for himself next time he comes on, but I bet he's not thrilled that they chose Mayfield over him. I'm sure it's more a salary cap contractual thing, but it's just, it's too bad after the last two years and the runs they've made. But uh, enough of me rambling on and giving a, a quick little toast to Nick Letty. Isha, what are you drinking for Q? Which again, Q, you have to message us and let us know that you listened to this segment. Just say, I listened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Q, indeed. Um, throwing it to our friends at uh, Parallel 49. This is the Peach Bod Sour. Uh, they always have the great can art. Um, Hoppy was swooning over it prior to recording here. Uh, again, I, I, I've been liking the, the Phillips Peach Ales, uh, the Solaris. So I, I thought I'd go with another peach beer. You know, loved the can art. Picked it up off the shelf and was like, oh, man, it's a sour Figured I would, you know, buy it anyways and do an ode to uh, to Q here and a toast to him eventually. Um, no, Isha, so. hang on. It, incredible can art, like you said. Love the play on words. Show it up to the camera one more time because the funny thing to me, now that I'm seeing it up even closer, it looks like he has reverse plumber's crack. <laughs> yes, because he's a peach. Because he's a peach. <laughs> it's also, it says it's sparkling, a sparkling peach sour i don't so, know how i feel about the sparkling piece i uh, know if i'm going sparkling like just give me some champagne or just don't give me sparkling or that <laughs> um honestly it tastes pretty <laughs> flat <laughs> it's not sparkling so, at all not sparkling at all uh Hang honestly, on. no no if that is them trolling you being like yeah this is a sparkling peach bod oh and they're God. like these fuckers that's honestly i'm gonna message them i'm gonna message them because i've been interacting (laughs) with them on social honestly for those in canada and for those i'm sure those in the in the usa have some sort of like sugar peach drink it just tastes like peach juice it's not even that sour to be honest (laughs) so like i'm okay drinking it it's not too it's not too sour where it just it just tastes like juice um it's a five percent alcohol juice so this will be a fun one the non-sour sours here. Yeah, that's we hilarious. Go. <laughs> Cheers, Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Short but sweet, not sour. Uh, <laughs> hoppy hour here. Uh, on the other side, we're diving into a ton of expansion talk. So buckle up your seatbelt. Going to be a lot of fun here on this bonus episode of the Soda Pod. We'll see you on the other side. Now we are getting into the meat on the bone. We have for the crackheads you want some crack? who will be reigning in the crack house. You want some crack? You want it? <laughs> oh baby, Wednesday is so so close. We are going to have the Seattle Kraken roster. And we've all speculated for a long time. Both of us, among many others, have had takes that are well, now rendered useless, whether based on trades or unorthodox protections. 
Let's get into our last hypothetical on the Seattle team. Isha, why don't you steer the ship here? Where are we going first? Uh, well, we'll start with the Anaheim Ducks. We'll start in alphabetical order. Let's go just through the list. Um, and like I said, we're gonna go. We're gonna fire through some of the ones where there's not a lot of you know conversation pieces around, and then there, there's a few that we really want to get into, and we'll use our time here on the podcast for that. Definitely. So starting with Anaheim, honestly, not too much to talk about here. I think. Good options on the defense, Kevin Shattenkirk or Hayden Fleury. Hayden Fleury, a high draft pick who hasn't really hit. Um, and on the offensive side, I mean, Sonny Milano, he's an all right pick, but Man. nothing nothing really to talk about too much here, I don't think. Pretty much mirroring each other here, uh, except well, I, I don't think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider Shattenkirk. I'm either going Fleury or Milano, and to be honest, unless there's like just a heavy influx of defensemen they like on other teams, it's a no-brainer Fleury for me. But if they do go forward, it's got to be Sonny Milano. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cut and dry. Let's move on. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. Again, oh, this baby. one's just it, – it, it's meth for me. Like, there's some choices where there's some good players that they could choose. I'm not as familiar with some of the younger players on their team, mm. so f- forgive me for that. Hoppy may have uh, you know, just another pick there. I think there's two guys at forward that make sense. Um, depending on where they see them deployed in the lineup, of course. But the ones for me are either Tyler Pitlick, who comes with a low cap hit, but can play in your bottom six and make a difference at that level. He's a guy that if he stays healthy, Minnesota boy, by the way, played in Minnesota as a high schooler and played for Mankato with our boy, Darren Blue. And then Edmonton hampered his development as they did with Edmonton broke him in half. And we won't talk about that. The other guy though, that's interesting to me. I don't know. Why isn't Christian Fisher the obvious one? I feel like he has way more to give in the middle six than some people realize he's got one more year at 1 million and he's rfa after that so they at least have control if they either want to trade him or keep him just an interesting one to me and maybe i'm way off but um the only defenseman i guess that kind of makes sense would be uh fuck labushkin i don't even know (laughs) Ilya labushkin um but no i i think it's one of the two that i named and again maybe a good precursor that we can drop for the rest of these moving forward is they, there obviously have to be some contracts that are taken on that are two-way deals that you know make the cap work or have people in their feeder system. So the precursor here is we're kind of saying with each team, who is the best option versus who's going to be picked for each team. If yeah, exactly. That makes sense because I'm going to be honest, I don't know every team's AHL squad. I can speak pretty confidently to most NHL teams, but once we get into AHL and development, I, I'm pretty lost outside of Minnesota and yeah, Pittsburgh and, and for the most be, part. <laughs> and those are going to be the ones that we just kind of go over and be like, look, we don't really know any of these players. They're going to take a flyer or just for the sake of picking, they're just going to pick, you know, one, one of the guys there. Right. Um, let, let's move on to Boston. Cause this one, I want to sink uh, my teeth into just a little bit here. Take it away. Well, this team is and credit to them. And I'm obviously like, I'm a West coast guy, uh, followed the Vancouver Canucks run in 2011. I'm not a Boston Bruins fan at all, but you got to give credit where credit's due. And they've remained competitive since winning the Stanley cup for a decade, even with shit drafting three in a row, all misses. And they could have had Matt Barzell. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they're going to continue to try to be competitive until Marshawn, um, and just, you know, the rest of their veterans are gone from this team in Bergeron and whatnot. 
This one, I mean, again, you look at the UFAs as Taylor Hall. They're not, you know, no one's going to select Taylor Hall. He's going to either free agency or the Boston Bruins are just going to try to re-sign him. I don't think Seattle's going to take a flyer on that at all. The player that I really like, and I, again, he's an RFA next year, um, but Andre Cache, he's a he's he's been a damn good player. He's been able to score. Kasha. For the, Kasha. Kasha? Okay. Um, at least I didn't say Cass. <laughs> or case. <laughs> oh, so many people say case. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you know, 25 years old, maybe he wants to play in a in a place like Seattle where he actually gets some solid minutes and maybe, you know, familiar with what happened in Vegas, some untapped potential there. So I think that's a good pick. But uh w- what are your thoughts here? Because goaltending wise, the Boston Bruins have some decisions to make, and there are some good names on defense as well. Uh I'm a hundred percent I don't I won't confidently say who, but Boston's losing a defenseman straight up. Okay. I would go uh, personally with uh, there's weird marks above the E's, so I don't know how to say Jeremy properly in this context, but uh, Lawson or Lazan or whatever, he is the one that I would lead with. But you look at Connor Clifton, you look at even in. Well, I guess UFA, kind of like we talked about before, but man, Mike Riley is a guy that's going to make some money this summer, the way he's played recently. Big Minnesota boy, let's go. And then there's Jacob Zaboral. Um, I think I've one of the game. three. I've liked his game. Right. And so I don't know what makes sense, depending on where things slot out. Remember, we got to think about the entire structure of everyone they bring in. If they're looking for someone that can play second or third pair, I think it's Lazan. If they're looking for someone more long-term that's going to keep building, I think it's Zaboral. Either way, I think Boston's losing a defenseman. I don't personally think Kosh is considered, but it's an interesting name because I do think that he's a lot better than people realize. Yeah, he's always just been kind of buried a little bit in the either on a second line or a third line, and I think there's some untapped potential there, and he's again, he's only 25 years old. Um, just one quick question for you. Are Boston bringing back both of their goaltenders? And again, this is not... Uh, expansion related, but I mean, Tukarask and uh, Halak are both UFAs this year. Man, and I, I speak for our friend Spocked Z. Mr. Spoked. Mr. Spock. He, him and our good friends over at Brews and Bruins, which once some of the NHL shit boils, like cools down a little bit, we're going to be doing a full collab across the board. Maybe we need to bring in Spoke Z for that one too. Oh, we should. I can't wait. Um, but they're that'll all be Bruins fun because we're guys. Yeah, too, and, so. and and well, and we're just all the big ones that are on the hockey beer crossover. So it'll be fun. Um, but why does everyone in Boston hate Rask so much? It makes make zero sense. goddamn sense. And he's pretty much even said, I, I don't know if he said it verbatim, but he's basically come out and said like he's playing in Boston or he's not playing, which blows my mind that's sad because man if they don't do the right thing with him and he could go somewhere else that's a huge piece for any team um but yeah i don't know what happens with halak necessarily he's even older than rask and he's like a sturdy reliable guy but we saw other guys step up too so i don't think they're both brought back i think if for some reason they can't come to terms with rask maybe they bring halak as the number two for or like the 50 50 split but man Duke Rask is so disrespected. Like for the last four or five years, I've had him in my top three or four goalies without any hesitation. Any. He always performs. He's so good. Yeah. It's crazy. He's getting he's getting the he's getting the Toronto Maple Leafs treatment, even though he was traded to Boston. That's what's you know, th- this will be funny show because we're gonna get Bruins and Bruins, and we're gonna get 
spoke Z to share this, and there's going to be a million people in our mentions that say how dumb we are. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Buffalo. This one we can go through pretty quick, I think. Uh, Cody Eakin, in my opinion, is, is nope. the pick. No. Uh, so I got it from Joey directly because he's pretty pissed off about it, and I've actually seen it in other people's mocks as well. Okay. So I'm pretty confident in saying William Borgen is going to be taken off really? the defensive end because Joey told me behind RFA, by the way, yes, behind Rasmus Dahlin, he is their second best defensive player. Well, then why why didn't they protect him? Because they're dumb. Why do they do so many dumb things, Isha? Interesting. Okay, he's well, not happy. He's not happy. But I've seen it in other mocks. So I guess before we move on, the one thing I'll say is <laughs> let, let's hope Seattle's actually smart enough. Well, I guess let's not let's let's hope for Joey's sake. Seattle scouts aren't smart enough to pick him and actually go for, you know, Cody Eakin. Well, no, it's so funny. I got to find it now because I got it. I was texting with Joey all day about the things that happened because, again, that that's kind of how uh, State of Poppy was formed was we needed a new outlet for me to talk to other people about hockey and beer. <laughs> but he's the one that lit this shit up over the weekend. And he sends me a screenshot to kick it off and highlights what the person posted list of high profile exposed players. And then it's a thread and it starts with like gets laugh, Henrik Shattenkirk flurry. And then it's got each thread after like each team's exposes. And he highlights in the Buffalo one, Eakin and just lost his shit. Thought it was the funniest thing ever. That's hilarious. Oh, which my I, God. I get why you would bring him because he's a guy that's gone through it. He did it in Vegas. Well, and and he's, he's just a, a good, solid third pairing. He's, he's an okay center. depth center. At this point, he's probably more like a fourth if you have a competent team. But I, I get why someone would think that he would go. But to call him an elite exposed player that's is insane. hilarious. Yeah, that, that's so absolutely funny. Insane. Joey lost his shit. <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Like, why Why is he even a, Why does he still support that team, man? It's not like he's even from uh, there. Good, No, but good for him that, like, he doesn't waver. Yeah. He's just dealing with pain. Respect. And at this point, he's like, I, I hope Eichel goes to Minnesota because, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is all just stupid. But we'll get into that later. Plenty of time for that. Um, so, yeah, basically, it's either going to be Eakin or Borgen from what we understand at this point. Um, I've heard – People talk about Minnesota going after Olmark as well, which, like, I understand he's a UFA, but if Buffalo protects their UFA, you got to imagine they're planning on signing him. And again, it's Buffalo, so take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah. but, like, what's the deal there? Like, why would people think, like, this is the guy that the Wild could get if Talbot was one of the ones exposed, right? Which it's not even a point of discussion anymore. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh calgary flames this, this one is gonna hard. be so quick well yeah well, well i have one note on this one i nah. think th they're, they're going defense and they probably should they got oliver uh shillington michael stone and nikita nesterov you know unprotected or mark giordano and i think that's going to be the one that probably is picked because he's the better defenseman out of them all but but if not shillington very good uh, option as well at 24 years old he's an rfa next year and you know maybe uh maybe they can re-sign him mark giordano it seems like the most obvious thing he's got one year left on this deal great guy to bring in for leadership in the locker room whether he's a captain or not and still a very capable defenseman whether he's any anywhere in that two to four slot as far as your defensive lineup is perfect and hey maybe he likes what they're building there and he's willing to come back for one more glory year after this year 
for cheaper because they're not going to bring him back at six, seven, five. Look, but he, he is the, the best option, and the best player there. If they want to think more long term, I like Oliver Shillington. I think he's a, he's a damn good uh, player. And he's still he's, like I said, he's only 24 years old. So that could be an option as well. I don't even see him on cap friendly, so I can't comment. All right. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Uh, this one, I know you wanted to sink your teeth into a lot in the Carolina oh, Hurricanes. Baby, so you we're going to have you can start some it off, man. fun. All right, so the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, first off, I don't think it's lost on anyone that listens to our podcast that a certain Nino Niederreiter is available. Um, God, wouldn't that be great? Let's just say hypothetically that Bill Guerin decides to trade Rask and like give them a piece or whatever. Him and Nino end up going to Seattle and playing on the same line. Can you imagine what would happen to Minnesota Twitter? Oh, oh my God. Ah. Brett would I'm just love it. Brett would tear out his hair. Ah, man. And I would just absolutely love it. Um, Nino seems like the obvious pick, but to me, I'm stepping back and thinking a little bit about the implications with a Dougie Hamilton. Okay. Obviously, UFA, not necessarily someone that would guarantee to be signed there. If anyone's got the cap space to give him what he wants, it's Seattle. But you bring him in and you can't come to terms on the right deal. You still have leverage because Dougie Hamilton's probably not signing a deal unless he gets that eighth year. So you can at least bring a piece back if you do move him. And guess what? They're not going to bring in 30 roster players, right? Some stuff's going to have to move out, whether they're players that are playing in the minors like we talked about or a player that they bring in that just doesn't stay. Dougie Hamilton might be someone that they decide is worth that risk. I don't know for sure. It's tough because depending on where the cap lays, right? Like Nino, great middle six winger for this team. Um, but Dougie Hamilton, he's a top 10 defenseman, is he not? Yeah, um, 100%. So that, that's, a, that's a good point there. Um, Seattle would want to at least take a run at trying to sign him, 100%. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I think Nino is the one that's obvious that everyone's looking at. I well, just, he's a sure he's a sure hit. You know, he's gonna he's gonna play big minutes, and he's he's a damn good player. So right, yeah. but I think people can't overlook the Dougie Hamilton option. Outside of that, I don't really see a whole lot unless they want to bring in a young Jake Bean and hope that he kind of sits in waiting for a year or two before either making it or they move him. But I don't see a whole lot else to get excited about here i don't know yeah. unless you want to correct me no that that's it for me on that one i love the hamilton take uh let's move on to chicago for this one again for me they, they just have options seattle if you want to go the defense route there's defensemen there if you want to go the forward route there's forwards there i highly doubt they're going the goaltender route with this team and malcolm suban is there a name on either end that that you like i mean one that i kind of looked at and this one will make you happy right if they think it makes sense and if they like the guy on forward, the only one I see is an Adam Goddard, but Kenneth Droza, I like him too. I lean defense and depending on whether there's a trade or not, depending on what they like or don't like. Um, I asked one of my buddies, it's a Blackhawks fan. Like, who are you worried you're going to lose? He's like, eh, it's probably going to be Dahan. I hope it's Zadorov. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's exactly what I heard. <laughs> pretty too. much how it sits. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Honestly, that's exactly what I heard you. Moving on to uh, the next one, the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, man, this one's juicy. This one's juicy. Do you, do you have any immediate opinions? 
Um, immediate opinions, not really. Other than I don't think Seattle's gonna take Landeskog, even though he was exposed. I hope they do. I hope they do. UFA, I I think he's just gonna explore his options because he's gonna command some big money. You can say no right away if you don't remember, but do you know off the top of your head what I said about Ian Cole originally? No. He just wants to be wanted, man. Um, Gabriel Landeskog is being disrespected. Dragged through the mud by the Colorado Avalanche. Now, I'll, I'll put the disclaimer, right? Like, I understand why they don't want to give an eight-year contract with a lot of money to a 28-year-old when they're going into their big window here and they got people to pay. But this guy is the lifeblood of the team. He's the captain. He's done so much. And guess what? You have a lot of skilled players. He's one of few guys you have on the team that's got the skill and grit incarnate and he, so, and he was on a reasonable contract before right for, for many many but, years like, when you tell me you're gonna give him the same contract as ryan nugent hopkins you're just being an asshole so joe sackick either wake up and respect this guy and give him a reasonable contract offer or gabriel landeskog go embrace free agency and find anywhere besides colorado to go because it would make me so so happy i don't think they'll take him but guess what they do get a window before the expansion draft now moving forward to talk to these players. And if they say, hey, Gabe, if we give you eight years, will you come? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, my personal opinion, and I've gotten this confirmed with Joey's brother, who is a bigger Avs fan probably than Joey is a Sabres fan, it's Donskoy. And it's kind of short-sighted by Colorado to expose him because in a time where cap space is so it's just paramount for them right and he's got a pretty reasonable cap for what he contributes i think that's an easy guy for them to snatch up and play in their middle six that's just my opinion Man. what do you think um i think don Skoy is is a great pick three he's just just under four million dollars at 3.9 it's just crazy looking at landis he was making 5.5 mil so dumb and like, we, we we do have to say though one off chance guy because again they have to take lower players right they have to take guys that can maybe play in the minors i don't know um if they decide that colorado's not a team that they have anyone they're infatuated with let's go big minnesota hunter miska as a goaltender whether he's their fourth or fifth goaltender because they're gonna have deep ones and they can trade guys off i think if he ends up after they make all their moves and whatnot being their number three guy a pretty okay spot to be in if you're not happy with the other options there and it just doesn't fit into your whole plan but it 90 chance it's not <laughs> all right let's fire through some of these next ones uh the columbus blue jackets um it, move on it's max domi no other yeah, questions I, I was just gonna say max domi 100 um, <laughs> percent that's gonna make a great short clip <laughs> huge shout out to cliff Pooh, who arguably has the best name in hockey um moving That's on to the dallas stars. Uh, shout, shout out to nathan gerby who is joey netto's favorite hockey player probably you besides hashik loved what gerby did uh in, in his career he's still playing so that's really cool to see as well yeah. um the dallas stars hoppy who do you I got don't fucking, i don't fucking know to be honest this one confuses the hell out of me i just don't see anything here that makes any sense for them so they're gonna they're gonna this will be the one where they're gonna take some kind of depth piece whatever's there to make things work or they'll take maybe an Alexia can take a stab at him. And if he doesn't work, they'll brush him aside. And okay, that's one less that we got to worry about, but Dallas, Hey, good on them for getting Bishop to wave because 
that would have been a no-brainer to take Hudobin. And now this is a really tough pick because all the, I love a lot of what Dallas has, and none of it's available. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> moving on to Detroit, another team where there's there's some picks up and forwards, there's some picks on the back end. It's it's it, it's who do you, who do you want to fill in that spot? Is is there one on either end that you think is more valuable than the other? Um, I got two that are at least like worth considering it forward, but I don't think it's going to be a forward. What are your opinions in general? I'll lead you with that. <laughs> I like uh DeKaiser. He's he's a solid veteran. Um, he's got one more year left on his deal. Uh, Christian Juice is an okay depth piece. He's an RFA next year. So again, uh, who really knows? Um, nope. I'm going with a Troy Stetcher who's got one more year left at 1.7. And guess what? He can either play in your bottom pairing or he can be your seven or eight defenseman, just depending on where things land. He's a very safe, easy pick. He's, he's Yeah, he's good. He is good. I'm not taking to Kaiser at that cap hit at that age. And Juice is okay. I'd, I'd have no problem with that pick, but obviously he's an RFA, so you don't have like full control. At least you get to keep him. But I think Stetcher is my obvious pick. But if you're going to go forward... I mean, Nemesnikov can obviously play, and he's at a low cap hit. Same thing with a guy like Franz Nielsen. I don't like the cap hit. That's the problem. But he's a guy that could play bottom six center if they're like thinking, hey, maybe we can make make it to the second round in the playoffs or something. But I think Nemesnikov and Stetcher are the ones that I'm looking at, and Stetcher is the one that I'm leaning on. Yeah, honestly, the the better pick there than DeKaiser. If they wanted you know depth, and again, one more year left, and they don't really care about the cap there, then I could, I could see the veteran being picked over Stetcher, but Hey, Stetcher's 27 now. And I'm, you know, he, he's a veteran right now as well. So, you know, that, that's a, that's a, I great just pick. don't think they're going to be in a position to not care about cap hit. Like no, when you fair, go through this enough. and see some of the players that we haven't even gotten to yet that have big old juicy cap hits, they're going to care. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton. What are your thoughts on this one? I, I, I like how they uh, protected Ethan Bear because I'm, I'm really high on him as a young defender on the back end. Oh, so yeah, for sure. It's, uh, there, there's some options up for it. I'll just throw one name out there. Um, oh, no, he's an RFA next year. Uh, Juju Kara, he's a, he's a Vancouver boy, actually, a BC kid. And um, he's a solid bottom six guy. He can play center or the wing. That, that could be an option. Um, who do you got? Well, I got two names, one at forward, who's also an RFA, but not the same guy you picked, being Dominic Cahoon, who, much like we talked about with McCann, which McCann's better, don't get me wrong, but Cahoon gets passed around the league, and it makes no sense to me. Incredible in Chicago, played well in Pittsburgh, and just like wasn't really put in the right spots, and for some godforsaken reason, traded for Connor Sherry. God damn it. Buffalo, we don't need to talk about. And now he goes to Edmonton, and it doesn't work there because they shoot him down the lineup too. I think this is a guy that can still play. I think this is a guy that you can get on a reasonable deal based on past contracts. And again, unfortunately, his last two seasons were Edmonton and Buffalo. It's worth taking for a depth piece if it makes sense. I guess Clefbaum, like if you have to take a defenseman, but I just think there's so many other defensemen that I wouldn't do that. To be honest, this is the first team. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, and you don't know how healthy Clefbaum is gonna be. No, but if he's not healthy, LTIR, whatever. Uh, for me, this is the first team that we've talked about where I think a trade makes sense. 
if you're willing to give up a first rounder or whatever it is to move James Neal, you do it. Cause guess yep. what? Seattle, it makes sense because you're getting an asset. You got to deal with two years of James Neal. And while he's a questionable character, right? But guess what? He went through this with Vegas and went to a Stanley Cup final with that team as one of their best players. This is a guy that might work. And again, if you're getting the assets to take it, why not? And for Edmonton, it makes sense when you bring in, we won't get into it now, but the Duncan Keith trade was just awful. Whether or not you agree with bringing in the player, Keith, that's not even what I want to talk about. It's the fact that they gave up and people are talking like, oh, they gave up so much. They really didn't give up that much. It's just you shouldn't have had to give up anything to take that salary cap. So with that move and with looking at their situation and needing to bolster the roster, if they go into next year with similar roster, they're going to get shredded. They are not a great team. They have two of the best players in the league, and they're still a mediocre franchise. And that's scary. Do it. You got not the greatest GM at the helm. Don't really have people steering the ship the best. Get rid of Neil and at least have the cap space that if something comes up, you can do it. There you go. Uh, moving on to the Florida Panthers. Um, Chris Drieger, or Drieger, sorry, seems to be the best option there. He's a damn good goaltender. And Which ever, per- everyone's picking him, Isha, but again, UFA. I don't understand why you would pick him when you could just sign him. I think the it's reason weird. is... He maybe the I I and again I no confirmation on this. Right. This has been the name that's been circling out the most from the bigger reporters. So I'm just oh, like no, there, there must be something else there. You know, if not, like there's not really much much else. I mean, like Marcus Nutivara, he's yeah. he's an okay defenseman. He's got one more year left on his deal. That's the only other guy that I could see. Uh, that be, I don't agree. Picking. But again, I, I'm totally with you. Like everyone is saying it's Dreger. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to me that a UFA would be the pick unless you're worried, obviously, about filling out the roster and having too many people. And you're like, yeah, we'll take him because we know we're going to pick, like, sign him. But that's also one less roster player if it doesn't work, whatever. Um, The other name that if they didn't go that route and wanted to take this player and Reger, I think Noel Chari is interesting at his cap hit with one more year left. Again, gives you flexibility. If it's a guy that wants to stay and play in your – bottom six, middle six, somewhere in there, he can play. Like, he's had really good moments there in Florida. Um, but why are we not – I guess there's a new GM, so we don't have to go too deep into it. But are they not going to, like, say, we will give you a first-round pick to take Sasha Barkov? It's basically the equivalent of what they did with Florida uh, – or with uh, Vegas. I, I don't understand it at all, but, yeah – there's not much to see here. Everyone said Dreger. Like, I don't know if there's a bigger consensus. So move along. Moving along. The Los Angeles Kings. I don't think they're really worried here at all. Um, no. I don't think Jonathan Quick's going to be picked, you know, and, and he's, he's not. They would protected. love that. They would love that. <laughs> they would love that, which is why it's not going to happen. Um, who, who do you got? I don't think there's any options on defense. I think this is the one team that, if I had to bet my life on one team that, they're not going to take a defenseman from. It's probably the Los Angeles Kings. Do you think it's going to be Athanasiu? Nope. Who's your pick? Uh, it's between two guys, not Athanasiu, but I, I could see that. That's reasonable with him being RFA. Um, the one that I would pick second is Brendan Lemieux. Okay. Reasonable cap hit. Yep. 
RFA in one year and brings that kind of vibe that you'd be looking for from, say, a third line type guy. I, Me personally, and this is maybe a little Minnesota bias, played St. Cloud. I like Blake Lazat. I think he's got a lot to offer. Young player, low contract, RFA next year as well. He's an interesting one for me that you bring in and see where he fits. I would go Lazat, but I could see Athanasiu or Lemieux being taken. And Lazat uh, competing in the, the the Beauty League, if I'm not mistaken, this summer. As well. Oh, baby, the Beauty League. I can't Several. wait. I can't wait to check that out some someday. I Man, you missed you missed things. the boat the first the first year. Like people didn't really know about it yet, so like me and a couple of buddies went, and like it was like probably three fourths full. Now, from what I understand, it's like standing room to watch kind wow. of thing. Like I haven't even gone back since. So crazy. Uh, we're gonna dive into this one a little bit deeper because it is the Minnesota Wild. Where where do you want to start? Because we talked a little bit about it on the last two episodes. With there's there's three Judd, options. There's three options. With, with Judd and Aaron, let's let's go through the three options then. It's defenseman, goalie, or trade. So what I, if it's the right price, I'm okay with trade. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going against kind of what I was thinking earlier. I hope Susie. I don't want it to be Capo Kakinen, but that's where I lean with being the likely pick. Expand on any of those. <laughs> well, Cock- I will. Kokkinen has incredible upside. He would be a great, if not perfect, backup option for the Seattle Kraken because there's plenty of other goalies who can take that 1A role, even for a short term, being just picked from the expansion draft. And if Kokkinen comes in as your backup and he he's the one that you want to pop and to build your future around as the number one, then again, perfect age, perfect experience, and just perfect situation. If Seattle has other plans goaltending wise. Carson Soucy is going to be their guy. And I think that's a great pick for Seattle. And it's also the perfect scenario for the Minnesota wild. So that's kind of my thoughts on the matter. I I think it's going to be one or the other there. Yep. And we've talked about it before. I don't think there's any chance that this is the asking price, but if a second did it to get Rask out, I'm in anything more. I'm not in seconds. The most. Yep. The absolute most, for sure. Yep, because again, it's it's not even as much about moving Rask because we got the cap space now for this year, which is his last year on the books. It's more we don't care about him, and I'd like to keep Susie and Kakinen, but man, if you promised me that Susie's the one they'd take, I guess I'd sit back and wince a little bit and be good. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, this one's got some juice. Uh, Carey Price has waived his no-move clause, so he can be selected in this Seattle expansion draft. But he won't. But I think it's possible, but uh, Jonathan Druent is an interesting player here. Now, didn't play throughout the entire playoffs in you know second half or the last quarter of the season. Um don't really know what's going on with him personally, but you know, has some personal things that he's working through and has had to take a, take a step away from professional hockey. But if he comes back, you know, both physically and mentally healthy, he's only 26 years old. And I don't think, I don't think the league's seen this kid's ceiling yet. Agreed. But I just, again, kind of looking holistically at all the options available. That's not where you want to spend five and a half million of your cap space 
for the next two years. But I do agree getting him out of Montreal, like clearly he didn't play in the playoffs because he was head fucked by the fan base. But still, that's that's a risk that you don't want to take after seeing him not work in Montreal and Tampa, even though he has all the skill in the world. And it was better in Montreal. Like I will, in fairness to him, like it was better, better. But again, you saw him kind of mentally break down and that's not a shot at him at all. Like that's, that's kind of what happens in Toronto and Montreal. Right. But you see the real effects there for, I've seen a lot of people saying Brett Kulak, which I don't know enough about him to say he's decent. Um, He's, he's he's just a solid defender, you know, nothing more, nothing less. Right. And again, this is one of those ones where you decide, do you want to take your shot? Because you got the UFA like Philip Deneau. You got a UFA like Charlie Lindgren. And if you think they'll fit in the right spot and they're willing to take the right contract, like Charlie Lindgren, kind of like we talked about earlier with other goaltenders, he is a great number three option. He's got a lot of room to grow, even though he's 27. That's like a a young 27 because Mm. he played college hockey. And again, Minnesota boy, but I, I think that he is an attractive third goalie option. I just don't know if he's going to sign up for that as a UFA, unless you have a goalie. Let, let's say they took your Braden Holtby, Isha, to make your day. And they're like, we got one year of this guy being our starter. So next year he's out and number two rises up and hopefully you rise up from three to two. Maybe they can talk him into it. But the other one being Philip to if they have good conversations with him and say, Hey, we want to sign you. We don't like anyone else in Montreal for obvious reasons. We'll pick you if you'll actually sign here, please. I don't know. There's not much exciting here, and price isn't being taken. Like Even before we heard the news of potential injury there, you knew as soon as he was exposed by personally waving, this was because he was not going to be taken. Like there, There's no other way. The, like. It, it just makes zero sense from the Montreal perspective. I, I and maybe they're daring. Maybe they're daring Seattle to just take that big contract. I, I know. And that's the thing. And if Seattle bites, I can't wait for, to record the podcast because Hoppy's. It, oh, it'll Hop- be funny. Yeah, I love it. I'll it, love it. I'm not going to be mad. I just like, no, it, doesn't, I know. it doesn't seem right. It's just going to be a crazy one. If only Eric Gustafson had one more year left on the contract, you, you would take him 100 percent. But he's a UFA next year as well. On at that number for sure. Uh, yeah, but, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Not, he, he was incredible this year for the for the team. Okay, Nashville Predators, a lot a lot of meat on this bone as well Ooh. as uh, Matt Duchesne is exposed, Ryan Johansson's exposed, Mikael Granlin, he's a UFA. Can, um, can I just say thank you first? Thank you, Nashville, for giving me something to be excited about. Thank you for being the one team that breaks the mold and says. Uh, we're going with eight skaters and a goalie. Yeah, because we're taking five goddamn defensemen. Love it. I and, love and it. And guess to. what? It made sense. It made sense. Because if someone took Duchesne or Johansson off, it'd if, be thrilled. Yeah, if Seattle takes them, then they're, they'll be thrilled. Now, now, more likely and better option of the two is easily Johansson, which is a bummer for Nashville because they want their country boy Duchesne gone. Yeah, because honestly, one of the most underrated players in the entire National Hockey League since he stepped into the league. Hoppy, like, he's never even got 80 points. Like, he's never, like, he he got just around 70 once. Like, sure, he had a great pace in Ottawa. He's never, he's never been a consistent 
you know, score in the National Hockey League. He said never flashes, has. though. He you can see flashes, the still there. You can see it. It's you don't get eight million dollars a season from flashes. Apparently, you do in this case, but but I think that Drewan's a very similar thing, right? Is he not like where it's like you see the flashes, you know the brilliance and the talent is there, but it's the but, yeah. right? Yeah, the but no, it's true. And with Duchesne being a bona fide center versus Drewan probably being a wing kind of juggles and uh, Duchesne just seemed like the perfect pair from the get-go right when he signed in Nashville everyone knew he was going there because he's the country boy but it's just so funny that it's like yeah no we're already over you like two years in <laughs> but Johansson actually like I, I wish his cap it was just slightly lower because I think that he he is so disrespected he is such a talented player he just Nashville is just a dumpster fire ever since they lost to Pittsburgh in the finals. And guess what? I'm man enough to admit it. It would have been a lot scarier. And I don't know how it would have gone if Johansson was healthy for that final. That as soon as he was hurt, don't get me wrong, I don't cheer for injuries, but I was like, oh shit, that 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 makes it a lot more comfortable. <laughs> so I think Johansson's a great option um for Seattle uh, but but I think they're going to pick uh Callie Yarncrock. He's a he's a damn good second 100% agree. 100%. second third line player and coming in at, at 2 million dollars for another year great great yep. pickup. And for me it, it comes down to what what Seattle decides cuz obviously they have their own player evaluations and the goal here is probably short term cheaper deals to figure out what they want to do with the roster moving forward. The one argument I can make if they want to have a couple of guys they have long-term control over so that there's a little bit of consistency rather than just full fluctuation of the salary cap, I could see taking a Colton Sissons who is locked up through 2026 at under three mil and plays, again, that middle six role very well. I do think Yarncroke is the guy, but again, he's got one more year at two million and he's two years older. I could see a Colton Sissons who's 27 years old has five more years that's not a bad pick but no it's, it's one of those two for yeah it's, sure, a, it's in my or. opinion it's either or and either one will be a good pick for the seattle kraken Completely the new jersey agree. devils this one's going to be really easy i think hoppy uh will butcher is going to uh, be taken 50 50 50 50 it depends on where they land with the players i like will butcher he's on my list as well you can't sleep on andreas Janssen. oh fair enough Fair He's enough. got two I, more I over, years of three, it. four. Yeah, I two more years that. of three, four. Can play either wing. Same and age. Same age. He was he was sick, sick in Toronto, and came to New Jersey and had injury issues, and it didn't like click in the first year. The one thing about him, like I agree, unbelievable talent. He's got no defense. There's no de defensive game right, there but at you're, all. You're, th that's I'm a just, winger. Just for, well, no, for, I get it. I get for the it. point. You know, for the sake of conversation, I just want to throw that. Out. I watched him a lot too, and I was oh, very impressed. Um, my, one of, my ex's mom was a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan, so we actually would text back and forth about it. And she just couldn't stand his defensive game, so that's why I just stuck. Because well, I remember the, he'd be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah." So here's how I see it, though. Andreas Janssen, again, we've seen the good of his offensive game at least, and you can deal with a winger that can't play defense is great. Like we've seen it with Kevin Fiala, right? And he is 26. He is in that prime window. They get two years of him. So 26 and then through 27, 28, right? And either he works out perfect for you or he's such an easy chip to trade at 3.4 million 
Like that's a great deadline move kind of guy. If you decide he's not your guy before he goes UFA, I just see that being a really good option. Although I love Will Butcher. Great game. Um, man, I'm going to be embarrassed if I'm wrong here, but stud for Denver, I believe in college hockey. And he's looked great ever since he stepped in with the devils, but clearly he's become slightly expendable, especially since well, the, that Graves Hoppy, pickup. The devils of uh, whether it's the organization and the fan base or just the fan base, they've been pretty tough on him since he's been, since he started playing there, I guess he hasn't lived up to their expectations, but I've always thought yeah. he was a decent player. No. And I think there's a lot of upside there. It's a riskier pick. And guess what? He costs more than Andreas Janssen. So yeah, that's where like, you got to think about it a little bit. And again, I can't stress enough. When I look at this, there's so many good defensive options that if they decide, like there's a couple of spots that they need to pivot. This is one that I could see them pivoting when I do think will butcher would be almost the obvious pick. No, if not like for Andreas Janssen. I like that. And as we move on to the Islanders here, I think it's just, it, it's the, opposite. the the obvious pick is, is, is a forward in my opinion. And that's either Jordan Eberle or Josh Bailey. And I think Jordan Eberle is the uh, better buddy, pick. Why would you not take Sebastian Ajo? <laughs> I saw you fucking with people believe- on Twitter there. I loved it. I love because I got it right away. Like I've known people there were, were two so Sebastian Ajos. That was hilarious. Uh, did you see Sarah Sivian? She said that uh, oh, Ajo is actually protected. Tweet, the quote tweet. I love it. It's like um, look up on uh, on Google there or DB. You'll see that there's two. But uh, Jordan Eberle, I think, is the best pick at a reasonable contract of five point five million dollars until 2024 this guy's going to score 20 goals in the bank every season and some uh if he's with proper line mates so it's a safe pick and uh what you know western uh western hockey league guy so he's familiar playing around this area uh anyways um yeah I like all right pick. well i'm gonna go with same age same contract length half a mil cheaper i'm going josh bailey okay. i think he's a home run swing i think he's if he played anywhere besides New York Islanders, people would be very aware of who this player is. He's got talent. He, and, he definitely does. And he's listed on here as a right wing. The guy can play center, from what I understand. Better than Jared McCann, who everyone's like, oh, Jared McCann is such a great, easy center pick. Jared McCann's a wing. So move on from that discussion. Uh, I think Josh Bailey is a great player. I think I'd rather have him than Jordan Everly, but it's one of those two, right? It has to be. Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving on to the New York Rangers again. I, I don't know too much about some of their depth players Dude, on this team. I don't know shit here. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where you want to go with this one. I'm like scrolling through it right now. I'm like, oh, uh, honestly. Nope, they're they're going to be the social justice heroes. Social media is going to worship them because they are going to pick Tony D'Angelo and they're going to buy him out and he's never going to be on an NHL team ever again. But if there we're going to be serious, it. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Um, it's such a shame that he's a piece of shit because he's such a talented hockey player. Right, but if, you, but if he wasn't a piece of shit, then he wouldn't be exposed. So, no, like, I, I know. I'm what not, are I'm we just, talking about? I'm, just, I'm just, just commenting on it because yeah. I've watched him play, and it's like, man, like so good, so good. But yeah, garbage human. This is one of few teams that I'm going to just raise my hand and be like, I don't have a clue what happens here because I don't know their organizational depth enough. There's no one that stands out here. Um, obviously, if they decide that there's teams that they're going to go heavier on forward and defense and they need a quote-unquote third goalie, Keith Kincaid's very serviceable. There you go. Uh, moving right along from the Rangers to the Ottawa Senators. This one, I mean, there's there's a few picks here. 
Um, I know Hoppy's, uh, <laughs> his eyes are widening because Matt Murray is exposed. Um, I know Hoppy, you don't think that Matt Murray is going to get picked because of the length of his contract, but at only 27 years old, this is, this is one where the Seattle Kraken could gamble on him and probably have better odds of success than if they went all in on a carry price, man. And people get mad. Like I didn't want him to go. Obviously when I saw what he got paid in Ottawa, if that's what he was expecting, Pittsburgh just couldn't afford that. So I understand them moving on from him and at least getting a second round pick. Matt Murray is exponentially better at the goaltending position than Tristan Jari. And that is not based on the recent playoffs. I can accept that someone has a bad playoff run. Shit. Marc-Andre Fleury had like four in a row and everyone still <laughs> thinks he's a locked in hall of famer. We can get to that later. Uh, we need to, we need to bring Jay fresh on here to have that discussion because he's with me on that. Um, and I love Marc-Andre Fleury. Guess what? Guess what? Oh, there you go. That's awesome. Cause while I only give him credit for one and a half Stanley cups, he was monumental in that second of the back to backs saying to the team before that he would waive his no move for Vegas. Murray goes down for the first two rounds and flurry played out of his mind. He played the best I've ever seen him play. It was admirable. Murray obviously came back in and finished it out, but like, Forever, I will love Marc-Andre Fleury for falling on the sword, which is hilarious after what his agent did in Vegas. But <laughs> And what like, Carlo honestly, has done since. <laughs> honestly, I was not a Fleury guy the way through. I loved him as a person. I was not a Fleury guy on the ice because people don't realize how bad he was for so many years, especially in the playoffs. He got carried by good teams, but he was incredible, and he is. He stood on his head and got them past Washington that year. Ugh, don't remind to me. allow Murray to finish it. Don't and remind so I, me. I got the bobblehead for the second year for Flurry, but the first year was absolutely Murray. Um, man, I love Matt Murray, and I'll never stop loving him. That is the number one jersey on my list. If he somehow ends up in Seattle. Outside of that, I don't know, man. They, they've they got their their big guys protected. They don't have a whole lot they're exposing. Because you look at the guys, like Dadnov would be great, but they don't want him for five mil at 32 years old. That's what I was going to say. They're going to pick just some other player to fill you know, the their... Uh, Take Derek Stepan, please, so we can stop talking about it in Minnesota. I don't want him here. All right, let, let's just move on from Ottawa. Look, <laughs> all right, Ottawa's they're, done. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna surprise us all with Matt Murray. They ain't going to pick Dadnoff, so they're please. probably going to pick some random fuck on the roster. So let's oh, move to the baby. Philadelphia Flyers because this one's got Ooh. some juice. Uh, what has this your brother been saying about this one? Man, it, it was hilarious because he, I mean, obviously knows Chuck Fletcher from the wild, now knows him very, very up close and personal with Philadelphia. And I should pull it up because it's pretty funny if I read it verbatim. Let's see. So Joe said to me, because uh, we went back and forth about a lot of stuff between the trade yeah. and then who's exposed. Um, okay. He said, <laughs> uh, Fletcher could have something to try to deal him to. Who knows? After getting Ellis, I have faith in Fletcher. And I said, it's one move. And he said, yeah, as opposed to the zero he usually makes. <laughs> so he's he believes in Fletcher after the one move of bringing in Ellis. Um, he thought he, he was clearly not aware of what the cap hits were for either player. 
Uh, it's it's Voracek or Van Riemsdyk. I think it's Van Riemsdyk easily, but he's thinking that it would be Voracek. I don't know. I think what, Vor- what are your initial thoughts? Voracek would because Voracek still got game. Voracek's still a great player in my opinion. He's only thirty one years ah, old. I still think Van Riemsdyk's thirty two. I don't know. No, I know. I'm just I'm just talking as I talk about Voracek right now. I I think because of the because of the yeah, it is funny that Van Riemsdyk is older, but because of Voracek's, I guess quicker decline from being like borderline elite to now like a very serviceable top six guy still at eight at 8.25 uh-huh. i think i think uh a draft pick would have to go that way maybe even just like a third or a fourth but something for them to take it on van reemsdijk i think is probably the lock because even at 32 the guy's still gonna score he never had blazing speed he's, anyways he's always if, been solid right yeah but if you can get 20 to 25 30 goals for seven mil for the next few years whatever 20 to 25 goals that's still that's still solid they could go off the board and pick ghost though they save 1.25 going to van reemsdijk they get one less year of term as well, which is obviously big with that size of a deal. I, I do like the ghost perspective. Had he not been just dragged in Philadelphia up to this point, right? Because like shit, three years ago, you would have been like, uh, yes, we'll take Shane Costas bear. Um, the only other guy maybe that Seattle like, still believes in him though. And says, you know what? Maybe just a change of scenery and some confidence and this guy's back. So I, still I don't know. Four and a half for two years, man. Put, That's put it this way. There's three really good options that yes, are all a little bit expensive, but that are manageable. I think, but we're circling back to again with how many good defensive players there are. I don't know why you would take that risk. Shit. Even if you were going to go from this roster, take a guy that's two years younger has played pretty admirably and makes 1.6 in Robert Hag, or if you want to yeah. go back to that third goalie debacle, because again, there's a lot of goalie options here and you can't just take starting goalies because that doesn't work well. <laughs> I do think Alex Lyon, a Minnesota native up in Lake of the Woods, from what I understand, only good player on his team. My brother played against them in high school and like he was okay. a Mr. Hockey nominee and their team was not great, but they won a ton of games because he just didn't get scored on. <laughs> but he is a guy that, again, a depth goalie could be your number three who you convince that maybe he becomes the number two after someone leaves after a year. But I, I think we're both in agreement here. It's either for a checker van Riemsdyk. Yep. Um, and we're nearing the end of the list. Now we're, we hit Hoppy's team here in the Pittsburgh Penguins. What are your, what are your thoughts here, man? I know the McCann trade that, that hurt a little bit and it was surprising for me as well, because I, I really like the player. Um, you know, you love got the player, love the contract. Yeah, love the player, love the contract. Uh, you got you got Jason Zucker's jersey hanging behind you. I don't know if that if there's a reason for that. Do you think that he's he's the pick? In memoriam, man. Uh, it's a weird thing because, in a strange way, it's the best move for Seattle and for Pittsburgh. I think. Um, okay. for for Zucker, like. I was thrilled when they traded for him. I think I was the first person to buy a Pittsburgh Zucker jersey when it happened. I told him when I jokingly tricked him that he had been traded to Buffalo at one of his fundraising events that he'd end up in Pittsburgh. And I was, again, thought I was joking. He did. I was thrilled. For whatever reason, it didn't click. And there there was an injury lapse in there. And obviously, Pittsburgh's a weird organization to fit into. Like, you've got to fall into the perfect spot. I think going to Seattle would be good for him just from the perspective of getting that fresh start, 
leading that team. He'd absolutely be a top six winger. Yeah, he'd play a lot of minutes. And and for Pittsburgh, they're losing five and a half mil of cap. Where if if he can round back out and be the Jason Zucker that I I know he can be on the ice, I want him to stay. But as far as both teams getting the best, that's what I think makes sense. But the other options are Brandon Tanev. Zach Aston Reese and Marcus Pedersen because Pittsburgh is a bunch of morons and didn't expose Jari and hope that they would take him. That's a different thing. But I think Marcus Pedersen is a, if they decide that they're not going defense with some of these other teams, he's a great defenseman to have for your middle pairing or, Hey, if it rounds out, right, put him in your bottom pairing. Um, and it's a pretty reasonable cap or you can trade him because he's got term too. He's signed through 2025 at, just over four mil. Um, Tanev is a guy that's a great playoff guy and he's got term and he's got a reasonable number. I just, that'd be a weird one in my opinion for them to take, but that's what everyone seems to think. Or Zach Aston Reese, the analytics darling, who's an RFA coming off a $1 million contract stud in NCAA hockey. Hobie Baker winner. Came in. Uh, yeah. Hobie Baker winner adapted very well to the NHL, like stepped in and played the role he needed to learn how to play a good two-way game. Actually, I would say one-way well, game, he, mostly playing he, defense. He survived a Tom Wilson, you know, murder attempt. Man, that that's reminiscent of goddamn Frank Reynolds just smoking cricket with the, the garbage can. Uh, shout out there to obviously our friend Seth Topol, but uh, you'll get that joke. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's one of the four people that I just named there. I think Zucker makes sense for both sides. Tanev, I'll scratch my head a little bit, but whatever, I get it. Pedersen, apparently Pittsburgh wants them to take because they protected goddamn Matheson instead of him. I can't believe it. I thought they'd expose both. I, I thought they'd expose both and see what happens. Yeah. Why would you protect yeah, Matheson? Yeah, that's insane. I, I'm, I'm beside Th myself that's on that insane, one. That's insane, man, honestly. And Aston Reese is the one that the whole analytics community wants them to take. I'm honestly fine with them taking him besides the fact that it doesn't help a ton with cap, but he's he's their fourth line guy and he didn't even always play there. Whatever. So I, I think Zucker is the best case for both parties. The other three could easily happen as well. There you go. What do you think? What do you think? Honestly, I, I agree with pretty much everything you say there. Or you just don't care. Yeah, you're I mean, just not a little bit of column right. A, a little bit of column B. I, I think Zucker is the smartest <laughs> move to be to be perfectly honest. So, all right. Um, San Jose. Uh, I know you probably don't have much to say on on them. What 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 I'll say. I think you know the one name I'll say. Yeah. The one the one thing that I want to add is again this goes to what we keep saying throughout this entire podcast that there's so many defensemen available for Seattle that. Sure, the San Jose Sharks, they have a great defenseman that they're, you know, uh, exposing in Redeem Shimmick, but he's not a needle mover enough where, like, there's so many other defensive options out there. So I honestly think uh, Dylan Gambrell is probably their best bet. He's a 24-year-old center. He, you know, played actually pretty well this year, had a good developmental step and played in the National Hockey League. Uh, he's, an, he's an RFA. He's one more year at just 700,000. Uh, so he's a really, really uh, cap-friendly pick, and I, I think he's got some juice to his game. <laughs> he's cap-friendly. Lock it. <laughs> um, no, I he is one that I looked at, and the other one that I have to throw out just because apparently I'm the only person in the world that likes him, Ryan Donato. But yeah, there's there's not a whole lot to see here. They're not re-signing him, that, and he's an RFA. So They're not re-signing him, or they're not resigning him? re-signing him oh the hyphen perfect all right moving on 
uh, the St. Louis Blues. Now, <laughs> if they, like, thank you for laughing because what a joke of a franchise this last week. Honestly, honestly. This, this is why they're not taking on some of the big contracts we talked about earlier in the show, Isha, because this just fell right in their goddamn lap. Because they're going to get, and again, assuming that his shoulders are okay, right winger, you know, star. 30 goal score in the bank every season, right winger Vladimir Tarasenko, who's under contract until 2023 at $7.5 million is available. The St. Louis Blues couldn't trade him apparently. And so they're exposing him. They've cut ties. It's messy between them. We talked about it on the podcast uh, last week. And this is just. Like it's like you said, it fell right into the lap of the Seattle Kraken. They got a, they got their top winger. The only way I see this not happening is if someone reached out and said, "Well, actually, there's two ways. I can see two ways. One way is someone reached out and is so infatuated with Vince Dunn that they're going to get the pieces they want, and they don't want to deal with the Tarasenko salary cap. The other way, there is another player that if Tarasenko wasn't exposed, would be my next obvious guy, and. That's Sammy Blay. Who Sammy Blay is good. He is, is very a good. Great young player. Uh, he's yeah, it's it's going to be Tarasenko. It's going to be Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, especially because point. look at it, man. He's in the prime of his career if health works out. He's 29. He's got two more years left on his deal. And it's not that bad of a deal for if he can not even be, all. even if he can be like three fourths of what his actual potential is. He, but you're in the best years there where guess what? Now that they can weaponize this salary cap that they might have, if a team wants a deadline winger and you're willing to take half the salary, you're going to get some picks. You're going to get real assets back. Unlike Buffalo, who gives a no move clause to (laughs) to Taylor Hall, he (laughs) they get a second round pick for him at the deadline. This is going to be the opposite of that. Tarasenko would fetch so much if he's even borderline healthy from a team that's looking for that last piece to make a push. And guess what? If he works out and they don't trade him, all the better. Uh, uh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, and if Seattle, like I said, wants to keep him moving forward, um, if they, if the Seattle Kraken pick a Josh Bailey or a Jordan Eberle from the Islanders, in your top six, if you got either one, a Bailey or an Eberle and a Tarasenko, you got bank 50 goals you know, your season a hundred percent. And that's amazing. So that's exciting to see, uh, moving right along. And we're nearing the end here. We thank everybody for, for listening and, and hearing our takes. We love to hear yours as well. So don't be afraid to message us, uh, or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at the soda pod, the Tampa Bay lightning, uh, your boy brain point. He didn't win. Uh, <laughs> he didn't win playoff MVP, but, uh, number one be- bullshit. But Number you better, one bullshit. You better believe he's fucking protected in this draft. So uh, what are some other picks um, that that you like? I mean, uh, th- there's so many names here. I mean, the Seattle Kraken basically have they have a great player coming their way from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So obviously, Seattle's gonna see it completely different light than I do. For me, there's two names and two names only, and they're very very different names, both at forward. I want to hear who you have first to oh, see Yanni if you say Gord. both or either. Yanni Gord is, is my first pick. Okay. Do you have other picks? 
Uh, I, I like Andre Palat. I don't think they're going to pick him again. I like Tyler Johnson. He, I think he was born around the Spokane area. So like he is a Washington kid. They're not taking him without a pick attached. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Yanni Gord was the one that really jumped out to me at first, but I didn't know the fucker was 29 years old. Yeah. He's 29 and he's signed through 2025 at a little over five mil. Now that's not bad. I'm okay with that. But again, depending on where things fall, how much cap space they want to yield, or maybe big contracts that they bring in through this to make the team right. One guy that I think has a chance who I, I really like as a player who I know who I thought was going to be the gimme coming in because I didn't think they'd go four and four. Man, Matthew Joseph, he could be a player. I I do really like him. He he. We haven't seen a lot from him because it's the Tampa because Bay Lightning. Because it's the but- Tampa Bay Lightning, man. But you look at him and his brother, both of them athletic specimens, and he is 24 years old, making just over $700,000 for one more year, and then you've got restricted rights. So again, you have control. You don't lose him. You get the choice to either sign him or trade him. And that's just, again, if the money makes sense, that's the way you go, no question. But Yanni Gord, what can you say? The guy is great. I just don't he's he can't be a first line center. I think middle six, he's great in the third line role. Like he's he's like an Erickson Ack, but obviously not the same player, but they're just similar in the sense that middle six, if you're third line, you're a fantastic middle line. If you're second line, eh, you're a solid second line center. Hey. Like I said, Seattle, they have options here. All right. Next up, we have one that doesn't even need to be discussed. Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's move on. Who's next? (laughs) I hate talking about the Leafs. I don't care about talking about them. It's just such an easy decision. I don't even understand this. Yeah, well, enlighten us. Who is it? Jared McCann is absolutely being taken from here. And if, (laughs) if it doesn't happen, then I will take back all of the incredible things I've said about Ron Francis. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's true because that's it. It, it, se- it seems like the layup he's better than Kerfoot um, yeah, why is he the one you're taking to save Kerfoot that makes no sense to me yeah there's yeah. And someone cap, said cap I, friendly lists him as a left wing let's go <laughs> hey cap friendly knows their shit um, someone and just quickly before we move on someone said that Frederick Anderson I saw on Twitter could be an option he's I a don't agent why? Again, exactly. Like I, what? It was like a better goalies out there. B free agent. Like why? 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 Would Even Seattle if not be- free agent, Jared McCann. Yes, one hundred percent. Like we could have talked about the Maple Leafs a little bit more in this no. segment, but 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 since but since that trade, no, it's, they're, they're it's, gross. Move on. Signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. I actually said when we were prepping the show that I didn't have really much to say on the Vancouver Canucks. I, I don't think they're going to give any draft picks up to force Seattle to take any players. If they did, it would have been a Braden Holtby, in my opinion, not even a Louis Erickson, who oh, his contract's no. up next year as well. Brandon Sutter, Brandon Sutter just came off the book, so the Vancouver Canucks have some cap room to sign their big guns. They're, they're still going to face some cap issues in the next few years as more contracts come off the books. And they also chose not to re-sign Alex Edler too. So... In my opinion, for this one, it's kind of like take your take your fucking pick, Seattle. Actually, I was I saw a tweet that was like um, Seattle's going to take a look at Vancouver's list and be like, uh, "We pass." 
Check. <laughs> but what are your thoughts? Any anything from Vancouver? I mean, if they have to take someone, the two names that I saw, just depending on again where you want them to fall in the depth chart and what you're feeling. Uh, first one would be Zach McEwen. Uh, he is a guy. He's a bruiser. That has, I like him. He's a bruiser, lower six guy, 25 years old, center, on entry or I think entry level deal. I don't know. It's eight eight twenty five. Um, and he's got one year before being restricted again. You and got he's control. Ne- he's never going to cost an NHL team more than one point one million dollars because that's mean, his game. No, but honestly, like he's scratched half the time. He's he's in I for the kn- games he needs to be in, and he can skate, so he can play. He ripped up the queue as an overager, so that just shows like where he's at NHL-wise skill. But the fact that he can play, fill in those roles with injury, you know, he's the type of player who helps win a Stanley Cup, but doesn't necessarily help the team get there. Right, but again, we're talking about how he was deployed in Vancouver. I'm not going to base a player on how he's deployed in Vancouver. (laughs) Uh, But no, I, I, I get what you're saying there. The other one... I mean, let's be real. If we're going to go on this run first year, just like Vegas did, go to the Stanley Cup Finals and lose, who better to do it with than a guy that beat those Vegas Golden Knights? Jay Beagle. Oh, as much as much as as it would hurt, because I am probably the only Jay Beagle. You're the I'm only the person biggest, that cares about him. <laughs> I'm the biggest Jay Beagle fan in, in Vancouver, if not the hockey world. Uh, it would help their cap situation a lot. Um, he still brings <laughs> he still brings something to this team. He's a great penalty killer, but other than that, there's nothing there. The 35 year old, you know, he won an ECHL ring, he won an AHL ring, and he's won an NHL ring. He's He's one of the, he's such an accomplished professional hockey player, you know, even though he was a fourth liner uh, you know, throughout his whole career. Has he lo- um, won a little league world series? I don't think so. So moving <laughs> on, Chris Drury says, um, so uh, and the reality here though, is everyone, which I didn't even get it at first because I'm way more negative on this player than most, but everyone thought it was just a lock. Hey, we're going to bring in Braden Holby for a year. He's going to play Why? with Demko. And then the next year, he's going to be taken by Seattle because it's so obvious. It's not so obvious anymore. And so not what, anymore. what happens if you're stuck with that money? That's tough. That's the thing. If Seattle will take him for with a second round pick attached, that's the most I think the Vancouver Canucks can even pay for. If not, they're just going <laughs> to they're just going to bite the bullet. They're yeah. going to bite the bullet with Louie and hope for one more year and then really start to, con- well, I guess, continue. Hey, man, that's to, 10 to mil off the team. books. That's a big boy loss for players exactly. that don't matter. One thing I'm looking at cap friendly right now, it says he still needs 20 games required to meet exposure requirements. Cole Lind, yet I've been reading that he potentially could be selected. So I think well, maybe not co- selected, but maybe traded. Maybe they give a Lind to have oh, okay. Cole be taken, maybe something like that. Well, I, I do. I was reading and this just goes to show how educated Canucks Twitter is. They're saying, that, oh, no, Cole Lind's going to be taken. But no, cap friendly says he has 20 more games. That was my only concern before coming on cap friendly because I like Colin as a prospect, but if if that's the piece gets that gets traded, so that they do take a Holpe, uh, honestly, I'd rather just bite the bullet and continue to develop this young oh, kid. But okay, fair enough. Yeah, that, that's so, my opinion. Uh, at nothing determined on Vancouver. Moving on, yes, <laughs> to Isha's. Is this your second or third love? I don't even know at this point. Well. I don't know. I think Minnesota and Washington are like, they're tied. They're no, tied there's no ties. There's no ties. That's kissing your cousin. Uh, they're going to probably still have to be my second. Oh, man. Yeah. Minnesota falls number three, but a respectable so, number three. Minnesotans can't hate me so much anymore. 
They're my no. number two. There you go. Yeah, throw your hate at me. They're my number three. What a bitch. <laughs> well, then yeah. let's hear it. You talk about your number two. Fuck, man. I mean, looking at the roster here, again, some let me say this for, for a lot of the teams. There's some players on forward depth-wise and on defense that the, the, the Seattle Kraken could take. But one name that's being un, left unprotected because he's a UFA next year is Alex motherfucking Ovechkin. Now, Dealing again, my pick. Wow. UFA. UFA Hoppy. They may not be able to sign him, but... Hey, you can you, almost chant that. If you're an American, UFA. UFA. <laughs> UFA. But if there is even a chance to lock this guy up, then, then, then why not? Oh, oh, no, no, Honestly. No, no. I'm going to stop you there. There's zero chance of locking him up. If I am Seattle, I am taking Ovechkin. Un- unless they're really infatuated with some of these other guys we can talk about here in a second. No, but, you know what? Uh, man, fuck them. We locking, don't even need to talk about But them. you're locking your, t- your spot in history, being the only other team that Alex Ovechkin actually was a part of. And guess what? If I'm Seattle, I'm riding that to the moon. As soon as he retires... I am putting his number yes. in the rafters the day before Washington does. I'm making a big showing of it that, hey, Alex Ovechkin, former Seattle Kraken, is the greatest all-time goal scorer. Let's go. That I would respect the hell out of that. They would, they, they'd jump up and be one of my favorite teams just for that level of troll move. I love it. I man, like I, you put my brain to a pretzel there. I love it. I would probably get a Kraken jersey with Ovi's name on it and hang it behind me in the studio. That's oh, exactly baby. what I would do. All right, rapid fire. The ones that I would take if they don't have balls, Brandon I Dillon, would consider Jensen. Dylan, Jensen, and Vanacek. Exactly. I agree. Winnipeg Jets. Man. I got two names. What do you hit, think? Hit me with them first. I got one forward and one defenseman. What positions are you working at? Forward defense too. <laughs> All right. My forward is Appleton. Okay. Who's yours? That, that was mine too. <laughs> oh, you, you, you were like, okay. Like as if you were going to like one up me and be like, I picked CJ Seuss. No. Um, he, he also wasn't even exposed, but um, okay. So who's your defenseman? Like DeMello. DeMello yeah, that's, is... that's the one I had. I, I think okay. he's a solid defenseman. It was like he, he's yeah. got three more years at 28 years old, $3 million cap hit. He actually played pretty well for Winnipeg. In my opinion, I think that's actually a very reasonable pick. I just think everyone's all but decided that Appleton with one more year at 900 K and RFA rights after that 25 year old, he, he looks pretty solid this year. I think he's the pick, but DeMello is the other option I would look, look at. I, I do agree. DeMello has been solid and with a defense that, you know, is really, really bare there in, in Winnipeg. I, I did like his game last year. His contract's fine. So yeah. sure, sure. Good pick. But I like what you said on Appleton. Appleton's you know, happening. If, That's it. We yeah. can move on. All right. So then we have the Vegas Golden Knights. All right. You ready? You ready to expose <laughs> Robin Leonard? Let's go. Robin Jesus Leonard, Christ, baby. People. Here we go. Um, Get your fucking facts together. Uh, it's just funny. And again, not at all a shot at Dev. He immediately like messaged me. He's like, face palm. I feel dumb. I'm like, dude, shit happens. I don't care. But I saw so many people like arguing, like there's so many goalies and they'd like list off a ton. And one of them was Leonard. I'm like, nope, that's not how this works. 
hilarious um absolutely hilarious uh i know we've gone on pretty long this is a longer bonus episode but i do want to uh before we wrap wrap up here i wanted to give a shout out to just some of the people on twitter who've been chiming in on and interacting with us which is what we love at the soda pod let's start uh quickly with the your quick trip uh <laughs> clip that you posted we we got a ton of interaction on this one and people were retweeting it people were commenting it hell one guy even said that hey they should just take the whole operation up to canada get cole caulfield involved and you know have Respect. him talking about Respect. talking about the penne up there in montreal oh, can, can you imagine if uh well, granted you don't know quick trip and when you come i'm absolutely taking you there and showing you how good their food actually is for like a gas station convenience store like i, I actually love it Hoppy, I honestly thought it was like like an Uber Eats or something when you first mentioned oh, it. Oh, no, man. Quick trip. So, like, it's honestly every time we go to and from my cabin, we have, like, roughly halfway up, there is a quick trip that we stop at every time, and that is where I eat because I love quick trip. And they're in the cities, but they're not in the tight cities. Like, I live in Richfield. Okay. There is no quick trip in Richfield, in Edina, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. No, I have to go down to, like, Burnsville and Lakeville, and it's – or go north and get to like Plymouth and then beyond Plymouth. <laughs> and it's like none by me. And I love quick trip with quite a passion in Winona. I shit you not went to St. Mary's Winona. It's not a huge city, even though they have two universities there. There's like seven or eight quick trips in Winona because of how close they are to lacrosse, which is where quick trip is headquartered. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, uh, yeah. never heard of it before. But you a quick it trip up. poutine. Let's try it. I'm down. I'm down. Let's uh, get to know and have him <laughs> yes. get a quick trip pizza. Oh my god! There it is. If if somehow the wild land, <laughs> land to know that that's that's it with you know? Seventh Ave pizza. Oh, you, Let's I was do just, it. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. That's amazing. Uh, going through some of the comments here on your post, uh, Justin Baki, friend of the show, s- says uh, Kaprizov, and this would be his quote. I only want the best fucking spicy chicken penne, not shit's chicken penne. <laughs> there were a lot of great comments. That one actually got like emotional responses from me outside of Twitter. Like I was so happy that he said that. That was incredible. Uh, Dan Bradley, friend of the show as well, said, I came to Quick Trip for Mick Golden Light and I stayed because of spicy chicken penne. So that I like one was it. Good I too. like that. I like it. Uh, Alexis Pearson, friend of the show too, said, I'm just trying to take his spot. Hashtag free, free agent <laughs> actress. Love that too. <laughs> Hey, I told her if if she can get me free uh, breakfast sandwiches, I will absolutely hey. support the campaign. Uh, at Caprizov Club with a K, he said Kirk Cousins. He's I, I don't know about the food, <laughs> but I think Kirk Cousins is a good spokesperson. Circling back to Kirk Cousins, hey, as long as he's wearing the the strapped sandals with socks on, I think that's that's a nice little picture you can make there. Seth uh, Topol said uh, Felino. Would be his good. It would be a good fit for him, yeah. um, especially if, if brother Nick comes. You could you could throw the duo there. So, oh hey. baby, oh baby. Uh, Curtis uh, Branham said Spurge would get a uh, would get healthy snacks for his family, while Greener would grab a stack of wheels from the freezer. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, we had a ton of interaction on this too. Um, Jared Spurgeon, Happy Rivard said. Um, uh, DI at Bayless 76. And I hate to say this, but if Patty Maroon can still do commercials in St. Louis while playing in Tampa, Ryan can still do quick trip commercials here. I think Ryan's down with Minnesota. <laughs> I think other than living here in the summer, I don't think I was, he's... I was hoping we were going to get fat Pat for quick trip to be honest when she led with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, there's so many more comments here. We won't go through uh, the, the rest of them. But again, thank you all for interacting. Uh, we're going to post more clips of the podcast every single day. So again, we appreciate your interaction on uh, the tweets and Facebook posts. And we really appreciate all those who uh, come and listen to the podcast uh, right after. One last thing I want to get into is we had a ton of reaction and um, and comments on uh, the clip of Hoppy talking about Eichel from one of our uh, last podcasts as well. So um, I got a few of them up here, Hoppy, but I mean, a lot of people saw that video. A lot of people chimed in. What were some of your takeaways from just the Minnesota wild, uh, you know, Twitter base here outside of just like, Oh, if his neck's fucked up, we don't want him. Hey man. I like, honestly, I completely understand and respect the neck concern. Like everyone's saying, especially when you consider like the initial ask from Buffalo, which let's be real people. That's posturing, right? Like, there's no way that Garen's giving up Rossi, Boldy, and two firsts for a questionably healthy Jack Eichel. Now, I, I still strongly believe that if you're giving up one of Rossi, Boldy, or Fiala, plus supplemental picks or whatever you need to throw in there, one of those three, plus other stuff, I'm not hesitating on Eichel as long as Garen sees the medical records and says, yeah, I check off on this. Character, I'm, I'm just not concerned. I'm sorry. I know, and this is all due respect, Michael Russo is the best in the business. Absolutely. And if he says that people are talking about character concerns, there's character concerns. But we still have to look at this being Buffalo. Like, Ryan O'Reilly fell out of love with hockey in Buffalo. Jack Eichel was, Jack Eichel wore the C and was still a very productive offensive player, played very good two-way hockey, which for some reason people have complained to me that he can't play defense, which is hilarious, hilarious. And I, I like if if Garen brings him in, guess what? East Coaster to East Coaster, he's going to sit him down and he's going to put Jack Eichel in his fucking place. I have no questions about that. And he's going to be just fine in the locker room and he will be the most talented player you've ever had. So one of those three plus other things, Jack Eichel, wonderful. Two of those three plus whatever else, for Jack Eichel at half cap, I'm probably even happier. Yeah, absolutely. And you said you touched on it with Ryan O'Reilly. We've touched on it in the past on different podcasts. Like he was able to turn things around, but he was not in a good mental health space at all. At all in Buffalo. We saw what happened with Patrick Berglund. He literally escaped. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a good place to play. The fact that he's been able to still produce at the National Hockey League level and his confidence in himself character issues aside ha hasn't been hampered i mean at least the fire's still there and i agree if billy garen acquires this player he has all the confidence that he's going to be a player for this team the player for this team and a lot of the comments reflected that i'll get into a few uh, uh yeah a lot of people have said like hey if garen takes him I trust Garen, so let's let's see what happens, kind of well, thing. Well, yeah, and that's what like Caprizov count, countdown. Uh, our friend Justin um, Marco season actually is his, his title. He said the same thing. He's like, <laughs> uh, "Hey, I don't hate you for it. I'm torn. However, if Billy makes the move and does his due diligence, I'll support it. I trust him immensely. Uh, above average Wild fans, and I love the idea of bringing him in. I just don't think it's worth it if it's at the expense of a Boldy or Rossi. You know, we touched on that there. And yep. uh, Caprizov Club said right there with you, Hoppy. So. Hey, Kaprizov Club, we've had plenty of arguments in the past. Oh, yeah, I feel like the too. last but I, but I feel like the last like month or so, we've been pretty it's much like around. lockstep Coming on a around. lot of takes. So 
We're cool, man. We're cool. Love it. Um, extended bonus episode. We thank everyone uh, for tuning in who stayed along for the ride. Um, it, it's been a fun one, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome on Wednesday for you all to join us on our live stream. Uh, Hoppy, do you want to uh, just tease that a little bit as this is dropping Tuesday, and those listening ahead of time will be able to uh, you know mark their calendars and get ready for the live stream on Wednesday. Yeah, and by no means what you listen to here. Thank you for listening on our random. Tuesday drop. This is not at all meant to be expert picks. The names that we gave off, they will not all be taken because there's no oh, possible way that here. that can work under the salary cap. But if they decide to go jugular on each team, we've given you our take on the way to do that. And Wednesday night, we are going to watch the expansion draft start to finish. And we're just going to sit here and shoot the shit. Maybe we'll bring random people in. We'll throw a post up on Facebook and whoever comments in and says, hey, I want to chat. Maybe we bring you in to talk with us about it. We'll shoot you the link, have some fun, but we really just want to see how this all rolls out. This is a really exciting time, even though a lot of teams aren't going to enjoy who they lose. It's a pretty cool time to see how this all rolls out and see just how bad Seattle's going to dominate the horrible teams in that oh, Pacific no. division. It's going to be Stop. horrible. It's going to be gonna be better than They're going to be better than the Canucks. They man. absolutely they're gonna, they're gonna are. They're going to be God damn it. Oh man. Uh, um, hey, and just tune how, in, how tune cool in. and how cool is it that Seattle, that great city in the United States, is finally getting hey, man, back I, a hockey team. I, I thought when Vegas was awarded a team, I thought that was gonna be a Seattle one. They're such a perfect hockey. hockey market, great market in general. Vegas couldn't have worked better. I'm absolutely wrong on that take. But exactly. I'm glad that Seattle is now getting what's probably the final expansion team for a decade if that because next yeah. move is relocation and we'll get we'll get into that on one episode yep. down the road for sure uh one last thing i want to say on the seattle note is i have like i i know this to be a fact when the arizona coyotes um had to re-up their deal in glendale there was there was some sort of uh you know deal looming in 2013 it went down to the like to the minute that they renewed that the and 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 I had sources actually work in the NHL who said that there were idling semi trucks with gear and stuff ready to be shipped to Seattle because that was going to happen in 2013. So like, so they've just been waiting. And so I was a little surprised when Vegas came in first too, but I knew Seattle was going to get a team, and I'm so thrilled that they're going to be the Vancouver Canucks Cascadia rivals. Uh, we'll see you all Wednesday for both the live stream and if you're a podcast listener we're still going to drop our wednesday episode we'll have make good choices and another judge joey so a stupid amount of soda pod content for you all this week and for you all to catch up on later in the week we have some great draft guests who are going to be leading up to the nhl draft not the expansion draft the actual nhl entry draft coming up later this week as well so super excited ton of content thank you for those tuning in on google spotify and apple Podcasts, and joining us live on twitter and facebook the best thing you do for us any day of the week is give us five star rating and a kind review or any sort of comment on itunes and apple Podcasts. it just helps us rise in the chartable rankings and we get more ears and eyes on the soda pod if you're just jonesing for more hockey content, go listen to our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow SodaPod again at the Soda Pod. Hoppy, where can they find you? You can find me at State of Hoppy some places. 
You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet. All right, man, this has been fun. Like, we're going to be pretty much connecting every single night this week. So I will see you tomorrow. Uh, signing off, I'm Isha Jerome alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, a bonus episode presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? We buzzing, man. We buzzing off the sours, Q. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. The sweets. <laughs>